One, two, three, four. Here we go. One, two, okay, I'm not going to start that way. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of this the This is our Jazz. third time trying to record this. <laughs> <laughs> Rough Jack Podcast well Show. Yeah, we're kind of sucking today a little bit. Um, it's fine. So today we have one of our York Review members here, Maya. Maya. Hi guys. Hello. How are you doing today? Eh, okay, I want to go home and sleep. But same. Yeah. Who does me all the time? <laughs> so Maya has been with us for all of the recordings of the Rough Draft podcast. She's one of like our not like a crew member, but like intern, a in, like an intern. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as we're gone, dead and gone, she's gonna take over. <laughs> I'm dying in general. Well, yeah, you have that sinus infection thing going on. Oh, there, it so. sucks. Oh god, it's so funny when people like, <laughs> when like people like, yeah, how's that infection going, Jimmy? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no, it's like shut up, man. <laughs> For this episode, we're just gonna do a little bit of a personal episode, uh, just talking about literature and ourselves and ourselves a little bit. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. All right, so the first thing on the list that we have is um, our favorite authors. Just probably going to go around, talk a little bit about it, and keep going. So, Steph? Sorry, I'm eating a Starburst. Um, <laughs> or half of a Starburst. Um, my favorite author is Janet Walls. Um, my favorite book is The Glass Castle, but we'll say that again in a second. But anyway. <laughs> um, but I like her specifically for that book. It's just, I don't know why, it's just something that's stuck in my head. For a really long time. Like, I read her book for the first time in, like, fifth grade. Wow. Which really? is, like, super young because, okay, kind of, like, a weird, but, like, my mom was reading it and she bought, like, the audiobook, like, the CDs for the mm-hmm. car. She used to work at one of the high schools in my um, district in when, um, in Pennsylvania. And so she worked at, like, the library. And so she was able to get, like, all the audiobooks and stuff like that out for free. And so we would listen to it, like, when we would go run errands and all this stuff. So it was just, like, fun. I don't know. It was just, like, weird. And I'm, like, listening about, like, sexual assault and, like... Poverty. Like, poverty and just, like, all this, like, struggling. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it was just awful. But I was, like, so, like, riveted by it. I was like, oh, this is good. Why can't my life be, like, sadder so I can write stuff like this? Not, like, in, like, a... But, like, it's just... I feel like writing is so much more personal and it's better when there's so much emotion behind it. And I don't think I have anything in my life besides like maybe like one or two things that I have that kind of passion about. But like the whole book is just like her life being that same like level of passion and emotion throughout. And I'm like, damn, (laughs) why can't I do that? But yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I think um, just Jeanette Walls in general, just her tone of voice and yeah. all of this is very taken aback. Like, I'm telling you this. I'm not trying to have your pity. I'm just letting you know this is my story. And, it, and this she is says my it life. in such a calming manner. Yeah. Like, I hate it. So for me personally, um, my favorite author is actually Roxane Gay. Um, for a whole, like, my whole life, I've really never had a favorite author. It's always, It was always Maya Angelou at one point, too, as well. I'm just any, like, black author in general. But right now, Roxane Gay would definitely be mine. Just because... The way she writes is the biggest influence for me, I think. Um, I actually wrote 
this piece called uh, Whipped in the Face. It's on Story, uh, storymagazine.com, um, where it's kind of like a review of the movie Whiplash, and then I kind of just put my own little spit on it. Um, but the biggest influence from that actual piece um, was because of Roxane Gay, and I think just the way she can execute any story and put her own personal touch is amazing. Um, and when we got to see her about a year ago when she came for our writer-in-residence, mm-hmm. I was just astounded by just how calm and like how cool and like suave she is with just her personality but when you read her work she's radical she's Mm -hmm. revolutionary and i think it's incredible and i bought her last uh two books um bad feminist which is a series of essays and then um her new her most her recently new book called difficult women which is a fiction um it's like all short stories Mm -hmm. based off just like like what women go through and what we see and it's powerful stuff and i just it's one of my like one of my favorite books but not my all-time favorite so Mm -hmm. and my um kind of like Chantel, i don't really have like favorites like i just have books i remember and so um scott westerfield for those of you who are into like sci-fi and historical um fiction is what got me into really getting out of like the children's novels Mm -hmm. okay and just like, and he writes good female characters, which I really enjoyed mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, I can relate to this. this and that's just, hard as a man to do. Yeah. Like, I know Chantel in the past, you dabbled with writing as like well, in a, in a male, guys. yeah, no, as like a male I, like, narrative. I piece. have a really weird, like, I'm really good at writing as a male mm-hmm. and I find it, I don't know if it's empowering, empowering, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's empowering or it's just. A good trait to have i don't know it's scary no, it's a little kidding. it's a little scary because now writing in a female perspective i sound dumb like i don't know what i'm talking about like mm-hmm. it kind of depends like who you are as a writer but i mean yeah. that i always am like fascinated when people can write as the yeah. other gender or without screwing it up or without yeah. or without gender because <laughs> sorry to all my fifth wave fans but has anybody read the fifth wave yes no I yeah haven't. rick yancey that's his name i loved it at first mm-hmm. and then i was like because he did that whole thing when he was like the only thing a woman wants in her life is a oh, father yes, to be there. Yes. And I'm kind of like, oh, you know, what? no. <laughs> like, it was kind of okay that she was like going, yeah. trying to find yeah. her brother. Totally was okay. But the father thing was a little like. A little weird. Like, um, I think she is focused on surviving, not getting her dad back. Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't know what y'all are talking about. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, yeah, all right. It's cool. one of the many dystopian uh fantasies which Chantel wrote a brilliant dystopian fantasy in our fiction class even though she says she's not good at writing fiction it was awesome we'll get to talking about writing later because I'll I'll explain why I wrote that um but yeah just going off to favorite books um my all-time favorite no matter where I am no matter how old I get will have to be this is where I leave you by Jonathan Franzen um if anybody knows the book I'll probably explain you guys I told you guys like 10 times how much Mm -hmm. I love this book um so it's about this family um, who, like, they lost their father. He died. And they are from a Jewish community, Jewish background, and they have to sit shiva, which is basically family and friends and neighbors come over, and they have to, like, they just talk about their father and stuff like that. Um, but the twist of the story is that this family is dysfunctional as, I don't even know. They're just, they're just <laughs> so dysfunctional. And, like, the main character, he's just coming out of a divorce because he... The opening scene, uh, sorry for spoiling, but the opening scene is him 
um, coming home. It's either his wife's birthday or his birthday. I don't really remember. Um, and he he sees his wife having sex with his boss. Um, and he's holding a cake in his hand, which is the weird part. And he decides to throw the cake while they're making love. And there's one specific line where I don't care what anybody says. It's the funniest line in the world. I'm sorry. It's a little PG-13. A little bit of rated R. Rated X. Rated Z. Um, and he was like, I don't know what it is about the smell of cheesecake and baked semen, but that's what it was. And I lost it. I'm sitting in a train. I remember I read it. The first time I read it, I was on a train. And I was laughing so hard that the woman thought there was something wrong with me. Oh. So, uh, it's an incredible book. Beautiful lines in there that just kind of... Like, they can rip you open or, like, make you laugh to no end, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, favorite books. I have so many, and, like, I, f- I forget who said the quote, but I totally stick to it, is that, like, you leave a part of yourself in every book. Oh, heck yeah, mm-hmm. And, Definitely. like, my entire bookshelf is, like, if someone said, pick your favorite book, I'd be, like, I'd just be, like, I'll give you the shelf. Like, oops, yeah. sorry. Like, fine. <laughs> Yeah. Again, mine would be Glass Castle. It just speaks to me on so many levels. I mean, I kind of already explained it before. (laughs) I think for that book specifically, like... There's so much going on. There's there's a lot happening in her life. And that's why there was like a lot of bit of controversy with that book because it yeah. seemed fake. But no, some yeah. people's lives are just that difficult. Yeah. Like they're people, just bad. And some people are too privileged to realize that that happens. Yeah. It's a little very ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but just thinking about the whole memoir and the whole nonfiction, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Personally, like memoirs and like creative nonfiction, I mean, as like a whole... I, they're probably, like, my favorite genres to read and write, personally, just because, like I said before, they come from a place that's um, emotionally driven, for lack of a better term, um, and that's personally how I write, so, I mean, that's, it's just something that speaks to me personally, but that's just me. I mean, I don't write memoirs, I'm not really non-fiction writing, like, last semester in creative writing, we had to write one, it took me mm-hmm. forever to figure that out, um... But I definitely applaud people who can, like, because I don't know, like, I'm just not interesting enough, I want to say, to, like, just have something to write about. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, is it, is it a considered a memoir if I can think up and try to write from someone else's perspective? Because then wouldn't that be fiction? Like, Right. So. Personally, I'm, I'm infatuated with the nonfiction genre. That's, mm-hmm. that's my forte. That's what I love. That's just everything I love to do. Um, and the reason being, like, first, the, the like, comedic reason why I love it so much is because I love talking about myself. Um, <laughs> that's why we're having this specific podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about myself. Um, but even with that, there are just so many moments in my life that I just can't let go in, mm-hmm. in a good way. Um, I just want to tell people my story. Yeah. And I think me and Steph actually took the creative nonfiction class last year. Mm-hmm. And one of the mottos of that class is you can't just stay on the surface of the water. You have to dive into the wreck. Mm-hmm. And I th- find that so important and heard that Bitzel's voice in my head because <laughs> she said it so many times <laughs> and it's just something I just can't let go I just love um seeing the mess that I made in my past and just bringing it back up and seeing what happens um I definitely think I again I applaud people who work that way and who can work into nonfiction. Mm-hmm. um I love it I love reading it I love writing it I actually wrote a piece in the New York Review you guys want to check it out? Um, that's called <laughs> The Grapes That I Consume. Um, and it's totally not what you think. And at first, I was going to go with it with a comedic route, but I didn't. And 
I'm kind of happy with it. It makes everyone feel bad for me, but that's not the point. <laughs> it's so funny how much I laugh it off, and then people are like... So you always joke about now, like, the grapes. Like Every time see, I see like, grapes, I'm like, <gasps> I consume them. We walked into the class today, <laughs> and I guess the class before us, like, they were working with those, like, big, giant, oversized, sticky note things, and there were, like, vines of grapes drawn on the one, and I was like, Chantel... She goes, what? And she goes, oh, no, they haunt me. The grapes. They haunt me. It's great. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, another kind of form of writing is definitely, like, novellas versus short stories. Mm-hmm. And there's always been that little debate there. If you guys want to talk about that. I mean, I'm not really a fan of either one. I mean, like, short stories to me, like, when I wrote short stories in, like, fiction class, like, fiction writing class specifically here... Um, it was so hard for me. Like, I didn't know what to do. And, like, I'm kind of the person that whenever I'm in an awkward situation or I don't know what to do, I try to laugh it off as a joke. And so I made, like, this awful, like, fiction piece. It was a short story. And it was, like, supposed to be funny. And, like, people were like, oh, like, I didn't get that. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. That's, like, the worst feeling is when people don't get it. it was really sad. And, like, it just wasn't the way... I thought it was going to be perceived, <laughs> and I just hated myself for it. Sorry. It's a totally bit, fine. A little bit of self-loathing never hurt anybody. <laughs> oh, my God. I want that on my graduation I want that cap. tattooed on my ass. Don't. In, Steph. In Comic Sans. <laughs> oh, my. Steph. In all lowercase. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maya, Somebody else, please talk. <laughs> Maya, what are your thoughts on uh, novellas like, versus short stories? Is, like, short novellas are between short stories and, like, what's considered, like, a novel. Mm-hmm. But I consider them basically the same thing. It's just, like, word count-wise. Like, <laughs> like, novellas are basically short stories. Yeah, they really yeah. are. Sorry, Chantel's looking at They're an here. extended version of short stories. <laughs> no, because you're eating another Starburst and she was talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that was just so funny because all I hear is, click, click. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Don't tell me what you do. I'm like, Steph. <laughs> Is that weird? I love Starburst. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Bury me with, like, 8,000 Starburst. <laughs> so, for another debate that we have, you know, because we have novellas versus short stories, but, you know, book adaptations and how they come to the big screen is a little wonky. So, let's talk about that. Uh, I know we have a list going, but in general, I personally, I am not a fan most of the time. It kind of depends. I mean, it depends who... It just depends on what's on the screen, I think, for me. Because, I mean, like, you can't really tell until you see it, obviously. I don't know. Yeah. So what do you think about Hunger Games, then? Oy. I never read the Hunger Games, to be completely honest. Okay. But I know that, like, they... they I think in, like, the second and third books, they, like... Or they, in the movies, they left out a lot. Yeah, yeah they so, did. I mean, the, I thought the first one was a good, like, baseline, I feel like. Just for the general but that's how they reel you in exactly they say so, this is the, p- the perfect adaptation and then the next two yeah. or three so, or seven yeah. sucks so. but all in all yeah i like the first one but not the second or third mm-hmm. one i think i only saw the third one like once but like i still never read them yeah. but like, even watching them it was still confusing which like that's not what you want especially if you have people that haven't read it and you still want them to like of course purchase and like just monetize over those the other two movies kind of thing. Yeah, and honestly, like, I mean, I read the books and then the movies came out. And at first I, like, boycotted the movies because I was like, they're going to f- they're gonna screw it up. <laughs> be nice today. And Same. <laughs> I, think, I think it's okay, like, if you read the books, don't watch the movie. Or if you watch the movies, don't read the book. But no, you should read the book. 
Um, like, my biggest problem is that they took so much power away from the fact that these kids are all under 18 mm-hmm. by casting people so much older as the tributes. Like, if Katniss yeah. would have been the 16-year-old and you would have had, like, people have done pictures of, like, 14-year-old um, Jennifer Lawrence and 14-year-old um, Josh Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, that would have been so much scarier watching these little pubescent chubby kids kill each other. <laughs> like, like that, like that would have been kids. Well, no, but it's true. Had the cute chubby yeah. face. He was adorable. I could pinch oh, his little butt. Still adorable. Pinch his little butt, Chantel. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I personally think. Well, how I went about the Hunger Games is that I read the first book first, and I watched the movie, mm-hmm. and then I saw all the movies, and then I read all the books afterwards. And the thing is. Maybe it's just I'm just a little bit petty when it comes to the actual storyline. But if you really read the books and if you really watch the films, Katniss technically doesn't grow the whole time. She's a static character throughout, and that pisses me off because you're a main character. Yeah. And, like, I personally adore the second movie. Like, out of all of them, my favorite is the second one. And then my second, I'm sorry, my second favorite is Mockingjay Part 1, only because Joss Hutchinson chokes the crap out of yes. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence and I'm laughing I laughed so hard in the movie theater and everyone's sitting there in like deep silence because they knew it was coming oh, no. and I'm just sitting here cackling and I was like I'd cackle now if I could but I don't want to be too loud and like but it was just hi Larry O-U-S oh my god um but yeah I think again like they really kind of milked this thing mm-hmm. and like you can't really come back from it now because, like, it's all it's all over. But it's just the fact that she didn't grow whatsoever. The only thing that changed throughout the whole movie was Katniss Everdeen's eyebrows, and I can't get over it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. I'm dead. <laughs> well, like, as a writer, like, yes, I agreed she didn't change. But, like, I know, like, from writing short stories more, mm-hmm. is there's different character arcs. Like, there's positive, negative, and static. Yeah, of course. So the static person already knows their truth. And so Katniss's truth was keeping her and people she cares about safe. That is true. And yeah. so that, I think that was the push. Like, I think she changed in, like, little ways. Like, she grew to kind in of... In subtle ways, yeah. Yeah, in subtle ways. Like, to be able to at least respond to affection, whether how demented the whole thing was. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. when people say, she couldn't really fall in love. Like, how do you know? <laughs> like, you weren't there. You want to tell me you'd be able to love after watching and having kill people? Like, mm-hmm. at that point, you, it's a desensitizing type of thing. Basically. So. But I did love that they did Rue justice. Oh, yeah. yeah. God. Definitely. <laughs> All right. So, the other one that has kind of caused some controversy is The Great Gatsby. I hated the book, but that's just because, okay, like, it's also because I, like, loathed my high school English teacher and we had to read it. And I was like, what is up with this damn green light? And I just, I don't understand this guy's pathetic. And then, like, I mean, at the same time, like, the way Leonardo DiCaprio, like, plays him, like, he is pathetic. Yeah. He's, like, an awkward, pathetic. He is a pathetic character. Like, I don't want to say pathetic, though, but, like, yeah, he is. He is. So. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I loved the movie, though. I love. Which one? The the, first one? The new one. The one with Leo. Mm -hmm. My babe. But, like. (laughs) Honestly, the mo- the thing that I love the most about it is the soundtrack. Yeah. Not even gonna lie, <laughs> like this one yeah, makes it so true. good. I'm flabbergasted right now, guys. I love it. Okay. What? Okay. Well, I personally, well, I love the book. Yeah. But it's like I agree that Gatsby is a. I think I little. I think like, I can appreciate baby. the book more now that like I yeah. know a, like I'm aware of what's going on more mm-hmm. than, other than like rather than. Just being like, oh, I have to read this. Well, and you really like, have an influence on it. Like, if you hate your teacher. Yeah, exactly. You're going to hate the book. <laughs> yeah. 
But, okay, I think I'm alone on this one. I actually <laughs> love the book. And the reason I love the book is because I have this quote, the last sentence of the whole thing. And this is like my favorite thing. So we be on boats against the current, born back ceaselessly. Ceaselessly. I knew what you were talking yeah. about, too. I Born back ceaselessly into the past. And Ugh, I, I think that tattooed on my ass, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I want to put that on my grad cap. Okay, you can That's do that. That's actually a really good idea. It is. Damn it. All right. Why didn't I think of this sooner? <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, I, me, maybe me personally, throughout the whole book, everyone's just like, has their eye on Gatsby and like, okay, he's kind of a douche. Like, mm-hmm. he's a, he's an asshole a little bit. But really think about the actual storyline of Nick Carraway. Mm-hmm. He, he literally obsessed over these lives of these people. Mm-hmm. And he didn't notice it until, like, he was in the midst of it. There's one scene in one of the chapters where they're, like, we find out that Gatsby and... Is this when they're in the hot hotel room? When the hot hotel room, and then he's at the end, and he's saying, he's like, and I just realized, I look out into the city life, and it's my birthday. Like, yeah. he he yeah. was... It, it's such a cruel thing that we get yeah. obsessed with so many other people, and we don't mm-hmm. really care about ourselves. And that's why I really love that book so much. And the, fil- the film I adore. Yeah. I adore mm-hmm. that film because... I love that scene. That's my favorite scene. And like he looks out and the guy's playing saxophone. Or mm-hmm. is it? No, it's a trumpet. Yeah. On like the fire escape. And I'm like, ugh. It's incredible. And just like the cinematic way. imagery of it all was incredible. Yeah. And it didn't like play like a regular movie. It was a fast paced. Oh, yeah. It doesn't read like a regular movie. Stop taking pictures of me, Chantel. Don't put me on Snapchat. Fine. Never mind then. No, let's do it. I okay. Don't care. I like the publicity. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have a life. I feel like we're on each other's Snapchats constantly. Yes. Like, you're on mine and I'm on yours. It's fine. Everything's fine. Now we're at our next segment, which is a speed round. Because, you know, that's, like, our favorite thing to do here. Yeah. Um, so we are going to have... It's bar fight edition. Yeah. So basically, we're going to pick... <laughs> we're going to pick who's going to win. All right. So should I narrate? I got it? You can. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bar fight round one. John Green or David Foster Wallace? David Foster Wallace. John Green. What? Okay, elaborate the both of you. I feel like David Foster Wallace would bust out some serious fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like John Green would just weird the shit out of Wallace. I feel like, like he John would just Green come in with green Sharpie all over his face <laughs> and just walk around in his underwear. Oh, oh, me. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> if you watch his like YouTube videos, mm-hmm. that is like he's hilarious. I feel like John Gray would, like, have just, like, he would have a pet turtle and just cry in the corner. I oh, my know. God. But wouldn't that weird you out that you wouldn't want to fight then? If it was a snapping turtle, then I would not want to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> Only reason. All right. Bar fight round two. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway or Edgar Allan Poe? See, I don't know. I don't like Eddie. I don't like either yeah. of them. <laughs> Like, none of them... I, I feel like Hemingway would be drunk enough to do it. I feel like they'd both be drunk. <laughs> I'm just on different spirits. <laughs> I think Hemingway would just, like, slump on over, get a cigarette out, and just burn Edgar Allan Poe right in the neck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Edgar Poe would just, like, have... Like, there would be, like, the same people, pretty much. Only, like, Ernest Hemingway would put his cigarette, like, out on the table or something. Edgar Allan Poe would... Poe would like put it out on his own forehead. Oh my god! He'd be like, I don't give a shit. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Bar <laughs> Sorry, fight. I don't know what else to say? Bar fight round three. J.K. Rowling or Stephanie Meyer? J.K. Rowling. No questions. Yeah. <laughs> no questions asked. Next one. Her vampires don't sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Bar oh. fight round four. Mark. Twain or Maya Angelou? Maya Angelou. 
Nice. Yeah, she's yeah, a total she badass. She total is. badass. <laughs> I know why the the cage bird sings. I'm about to beat your ass. That's probably what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get on over here. I'll beat you with this cage. <laughs> Bar fight round five. Kurt Vonnegut or E.E. E. Cummings? Uh, I'd say Kurt Vonnegut. Because yeah. the same thing. He would, like, put... He would, like, have a mole on his arm. I only think of this because I have a mole on my arm. <laughs> and, like, this is where, if I smoke cigarettes, like, this is where I put out my cigarettes and be like... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, these are the wow. scars that haunt me. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Like, I want to say cigarettes and, like, burning yourself. I oh personally god. think. I'm a terrible person today. I personally <laughs> think E.E. E. Cummings would just talk in circles like he usually does. And then Kurt Vonnegut would talk in an obstacle course instead. And then he'd get all confused and like, confuse oh, himself. And they'd oh. just both explode at the same time. Like a migraine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a scotch induced migraine. Oh they'd probably god. end up doing shots together and then, like, just, like, pass out of the that's me. true. <laughs> That's me. Oh my really. goodness. I always make it home <laughs> Final round. <laughs> Final round. Bar fight number six. F. Scott Fitzgerald versus Stephen King. Stephen King, Stephen King. mess some stuff yeah. up. That's true. This is the man behind Carrie who wrote a bloody prom scene. Ew. I'm just... You never saw that? No, no, just, like, the how... Because he, like, he, like, legit actually wrote, like, thinking yeah, about it now. the yeah. one that, like, you know, like, in Harry Potter where, like, they have their scar... Like, the, um... I will not tell a lie or whatever. No, like, the, um, the dark mark, like, on yeah. the forearm. I feel like Stephen King would just have, like, a bloody knife tattooed, yeah. and then he would just, like, pull it out of his skin and, like... Yeah. What kind of bar are we at? Yeah, I don't he know. just pulled, like, a knife out of his but, like, you know how, like, it come would like, come out of his skin? I don't know. Like, no, that, I see what you're saying. he would write about, honestly. He would. But, like, that's... Oh my, I'm a terrible person today. <laughs> All right. Good thing that's over. <laughs> but who won overall? Yes. I wasn't keeping score. If it was a free-for-all between all of these... Oh, like a full-on brawl? Yeah. Like, bar fight, everybody. Um... I feel like Maya Angelou would call the cops. J.K. Rowling would just be like, I'm out of this. Yeah. I'm not No, she would this. leave. I think Maya Angelou would be like, you know what? Goodbye. <laughs> She'd probably call the cops on her way out. Yeah. And Stephen King would just, like, have an axe and just slash through people like a cornfield. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what is wrong with me today? Oh, my God. All right. So, last but not least, our favorite section. Is that weird? <laughs> I guess, you, I guess Maya, you can be the, um, the teller if it's weird or not. All righty. Is it weird, banana debacle? Okay, so... Let's get real. Uh, so, <laughs> Chantel and I... Wait, yeah. You were with me. Yeah. Yeah. We were at Walmart, like, two weeks ago, and I was buying groceries, because I... I don't know. I was just there, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get some stuff while I'm here. And so I needed bananas. And I got, like, these little, like, dinky-ass bananas, and... <laughs> dinky-ass bananas. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And, um... I was about to leave, and I was like, oh, these are, like, crappy-looking bananas. And then I see this woman coming over with a huge cart of, like, gorgeous-looking bananas ready to restock these shelves. <laughs> no, it gets better. And <laughs> it gets better. And then I pick them up, and they are huge. One banana was, like, the size of my forearm. And, like, if you guys don't know how big my forearm, in, it, forearm is, <laughs> it's about three about nine inches long. <laughs> These bananas were huge. They're about like one and a half times the size of normal bananas. But when they're in like a pack of like a, like a, a bunch of yeah. eight, I almost said like a grove. A of bundle eight. of bananas. Yeah, like they were in like in a grove. No, in a bundle of like six to eight bananas. It looks like 
like the bananas from Donkey Kong, where it's like a huge <laughs> like clump of them. I was like, wow, is that weird? Yeah, they were oh huge. God. I literally put them against my face, and they were bigger than my face. I was like, wow, these are some large nanners. <laughs> Okay, but honestly, that's not any weirder than other things I've heard you guys say. That's true. Very well, true. We're getting there, trust me. Oh, yeah. The day's not over yet. <laughs> okay, next. Bed, bath, and beyond debacle. This is all what you. What is it with you guys in debacles? Uh, we just, when we're together, it is we a debacle. We spend a lot of time together. We really do. <laughs> um, wait. This is just, like, in general. This wasn't, like, a specific item. Okay, but, like, <laughs> so we were in Bed, Bath, and Beyond that same day with the whole bananas. Yeah, this is the same exact day. This is, like... <laughs> Maybe, like, oh 30 minutes in between. This is when I bought my blender. This, it was a beautiful blender. Oh, it's it actually still really is. nice. Go, um, great bana- large bananas, beautiful blender. Basically. Okay. And the bananas go in the blender. Keep yes. <laughs> so we were just kind of being, like, a hot-ass mess in Bed Bath & Beyond. So there was this, like, little... This is the item that actually, like, got me to my tipping point. First, it was the... Well, it was actually two things. It was, like, the poop stool... Oh, the squatty potty. It was a squatty potty, and I wanted it so bad. Just was, by the way. It was I such a it, though. <laughs> it's such a good idea to have that in your freaking bathroom. So it I was like, oh my god. The right pooping angle. It's <laughs> incredible. So then we were it walking around the store. Faster. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you test it in the store? I wish. No kidding. And then there's a traveling one that folds <laughs> down. I hate it. But at the same time, like if you have so a hotel, gross. excuse me, like front desk. Do you have any extra squatty potties? And they'll be like, Yeah, <laughs> Squatty, buddy. What are those? <laughs> what are those? So there was this one point where we're, we're in the store and we're coming back around because we were waiting for her coupon to yeah, like... Yeah, I was trying to get a coupon on my phone. But the thing I'm is, cheap. us waiting isn't good. So there was this like little doggy air draft oh. thing and Steph picks it up. It looks like a big old wiener dog. It's like a, you put it at the at the bottom of your door or your window so that it prevents drafts. Like, you know, instead of putting a towel or something yeah. there, it's like, on a, it's like a long ass like stuffed animal basically mm-hmm. and you put it there and it's like, it's a, um, it's a draft doggy or something like that. Yeah. That's what it was called. But, yeah. She, like, takes it, and she said, look at this! And instead of, like, showing it to me, she swings it at me and hits me it's dead like in my chest. Like three feet long, too. Oh, like, like, and, like, I was like, who? And, like, because <laughs> like, I just didn't know how to just react. And then, out of nowhere, this, this, this highlighted head just pops out of the shelves. Like, like this, middle-aged, this, like, middle-aged woman who's, like, the type of person who says, may I speak to your manager, please? Oh, God. She, like, looks at me, and I'm, like, so like over yeah. the other shelves. She's, like, looking at the, above the like, shelves and just looking at me and judging me so hard. And I was, like, I was just hit us. with the doggy door. <laughs> <laughs> is that weird? Yes. Yeah, it is weird. weird. Wisdom teeth grow. That's all you Oh, so this tell. is by far my favorite story of all time. <laughs> well, yeah, this one. <laughs> so, um, Sorry, I ahead in the- <laughs> so, um, me and my sister, I'll just let it be known now. Um, we're basically the same person when it comes to anything medical. So when she, you know, twisted her arm, I twisted my, my arm like four months later. Um, so she is getting her wisdom teeth in. She got them in like her senior year of college and we're four years apart. So, um, I'm realizing that I'm now getting my wisdom teeth. Like they're coming in and unfortunately they're probably going to be in by the time we graduate and I'm probably going to be really, really upset because I can't go to the, doc- the doctor by this point. So, so I can feel it coming in here and there every, every, every so often. Um, so every time I eat something, especially something really dense and something really hard, I can feel them like pulsating in my mouth. But instead of saying, ow, 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 I just groan. So <laughs> I was sitting in, I want to say, I want to say at the writing center and I was doing my homework 
and it's really quiet. Everyone's just like actually studying for once and not talking. And all of a sudden, you hear me clacking on the keys, and then I just stop and I just go. Oh, my teeth hurt. Is that weird? No, because that's actually pretty normal. It was just funny. It was just like, uh, that sounds like Tina from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I basically sound like Tina every five minutes. So. All right. Is it weird to have Pinterest boards? No, this wasn't Pinterest boards. It was just weird Pinterest boards about like where to hide a body and like. Oh, that was, this is, that Me, was Maya, Maya, this is you. <laughs> okay, as a writing major, and I write short stories. I'm like used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like uncommon information. Most of it's like like how to survive in the wilderness or whatever. And then Pinterest recommended me ones like how to tell blood spatter. And then gunshot wounds. Oh my god. Yeah. And then how to hide a dead body. And... It's like that weird part of YouTube that you don't expect yeah. to get to sometimes. Well, and then, like, I it's read like it ostrich and be dancing like... to Baby Got Back. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is that weird? Yeah. It is. It's weird. But I swear extent. I'm an author. No, it's, like, it's weird when you're not an author. It's weird yeah. out of context, yeah. 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 So, like, when you're like, oh, like how to analyze blood spatters, like mm-hmm. the angle of which it. it originated yeah. from yeah and it's like oh Whether lord this woman is nuts <laughs> exactly unless you're like a forensic chemist or something like that too but that is true <laughs> <laughs> next one i don't know what? the next not, two not this one okay so like it's actually so Chantel hugged a blind person this weekend <gasps> oh that's but, like, what we're talking you're about. like hugging a blind person and it reminded me of spongebob when they're like oh what's gonna what, what are we gonna do for fun and patrick was like Washing an old person. <laughs> See you later, Bran Flakes. What a nice cereal box. <laughs> so I guess I'll tell the story of um, yeah. me hugging a blind person. So I'm a part of the campus activities board here um, on our campus. And we had our spring concert uh, this Sunday, uh, the 17th. Mm-hmm. And we had ex-ambassadors. And Wait, I was... 19th. The yeah. 19th, sorry. So it was March 19th. We had ex-ambassadors come here um, to play. And... If you don't know, you probably will know now. One, the piano player, his name's Casey. He's actually blind. But I did not know this when we first booked them. Mm-hmm. I was like, we got to watch out for that piano player because he's obviously on drugs. Like, he's crazy. Because <laughs> I watched them perform several times. And I was like, he's, there's something up. He's doing drugs. It has he's to be that. So when we were having this table discussion about, okay, we have their writer form, this, that, and the other. Okay, we need to, we need to make sure that Casey gets his special piano. And then I'm, I cracked this joke, and I was like, oh, is it because he has his drugs in it? And my <laughs> boss was like, no, he's blind. Oh, no. So, of course, like, oh, immediately no. I start cr- like I start tearing up because I felt so bad. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to hug him. When I see him, I have to hug him because I feel so bad for being so awful and saying he's a drug addict. So, um, concert, you know, concert was crazy it was awesome it was wild you know the show ends and we're all waiting online um our the campus activities board take a picture real quick and he's coming on over his little cane so cute and obviously someone's directing him towards me but i guess just the moment and just faith in general he he stood he stood next to me and then he put his arm around me and then i put my arm around him and i cried and i got to hug him and i love him so much and if you ever see them in concert no I should have. Like like, yeah. Like, I, I thought you were on drugs because you acted weird, but I really, like, I didn't know you were blind and yelling. I was like, you went, okay, bye. Like, <laughs> you 
like, he would have been blind and confused. <laughs> oh my Not god. Yeah, Steph. <laughs> I'm done. I'm a terrible person today. But yeah, that's uh, my story. And is that technically weird? It, I find it funny in the moment. <laughs> I find it slightly offensive, not to me, but like, but not, like not to, offensive, but like, slightly. At least it's concerning. good that you wanted to like redeem yourself. I needed yeah. to. I oh seriously needed to. All right. Well, that's everything that we have today. Thank you guys for listening and for dealing with us and our this craziness. Is, this was a wild ride. This episode, this was, guys. This, was, <laughs> this is what happens when you lock us in a room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took us a while, but we eventually got here. So, <laughs> thank you guys for dealing with us, and we will see you. And next week, or probably oh, later. Craft Jackman and Vereen are out. I wanted to say that. Can I be our outro? Okay, look, no, no. You, you're looking at me like I, it shouldn't be. I don't know. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Maya, say bye. Bye. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Here we go. A one, two, I dropped three. my starburst. <laughs> I was trying to do an intro here, Steph. <laughs> Get the starburst. Hurry.